Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. My name is Shogu or Winnie, depending on where we meet or what day of the week it is. Yep. I have a first name and a middle name that I love equally as much, so I use both equally as often. I also go by mommy, mom, mama to my toddler. Yep, just like that, all at once, especially when he's trying to get special attention. Hence the name of the podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> it's a lot of dips for one person, but what can I say? I'm a multi-dimensional being. I guess that kind of gives you a glimpse into what this podcast is going to be about. Basically exploring the facets of who we are as individuals and how motherhood and faith shapes all of that. Speaking of what this podcast is about, this is a mom's first space. However, it's not a members only club, which means all are welcome. So while moms are the priority, I believe that all the discussions that we're going to be having here will be applicable to both situations in life. So everyone is, you know, encouraged to participate and engage. But remember who gets the VIP passes. <laughs> the vision here is basically to create a space where we can honestly and freely share our experiences and talk about our thoughts and lessons, you know, that we're picking up from these experiences. So think of it this way. This is a virtual cafe where you get to hang out with a friend who is a mom. And if you're a mom yourself, then you have a friend who can 100% relate with, you know, where you are right now. I mean, think about it. Aren't those the best kinds of conversations where, you know, you're talking with someone who really, really gets it. Personally, I love, love, love those. And I would like that anyone who listens can at least find some of that feeling here. Honestly, that's as far as the scope goes, you know, that's, that's the intention of the podcast for now. And while I can't fully define what it's going to be about, I'm excited to see where it goes. God said, do it. So I did. And I'm believing that it's going to be one of those build it and they will come type scenarios. So we just start and we keep going. And as it grows and evolves, then we'll be able to figure out more of what this is about really. But, um, I guess a brief introduction will be in order. So. I am first and foremost a Jesus baby, aka a Christian. So I love God and he loves me too. Speaking of love, I am mom to the cheekiest three-year-old on earth and wife to his amazing daddy. I'm a lover of life. I love to suffer experiences and I'm intentional about being present in the moment, be they big or small. I just, you know, want to take up all I can about each and every moment that makes up my days. Um, I enjoy travel, food, um, and a bit of stuff that relates to, you know, personal finance and things like that. Basically, I'm providing all of this for context because I know that as we go on together along this journey, I'm going to be referencing these parts of my life. Yeah, so... Now that we know a little bit about me, let's talk about why we're here, why we're doing this basically. So the short version, like I mentioned earlier is God said, do it. So here we are now, here's the long version and here's what that experience has taught me. A short while ago, a Bible verse popped on my reader and it just stuck around for a while. So it was like everywhere I turned. It was just there. I just kept encountering it time and time again. And 
what's interesting about this Bible verse is it's a verse that I know I'm familiar with. I have applied it in my life. I have held on to it in recent years, but this time it came fresh. It, it just felt so new all over again. I just, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess God is trying to tell me something. This was the message, you know, and this verse is Isaiah forty three nineteen, which I believe is a very popular verse. But then again, maybe it's just, you know, God has been telling me the same thing over and over again. And it's popular, at least to me. This is the version that I know most people are familiar with. That's the King James version. It says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's it. However, my personal favorite version of the Bible is the New Living Translation. So I'm just going to read it from there as well. It says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Don't you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. When it registered in my brain, right, that this was a message from my Heavenly Father, I got really excited because every area of my life is currently undergoing a transition. And so I quickly formed this idea of what I thought he was referring to. Then, shortly afterwards, anyway, around the same period, it became clear that he was talking about something different, which is this podcast. Now, I'll tell you why this is a new thing for me. First of all, people who personally know me know I like to keep a low profile. So <laughs> now imagine being asked to do something that involves, you know, public space and all of that. So that was interesting. Also, and I guess by extension, I'm just very passive on social media. Anyway, so to summarize it, this was a very interesting requests or should I say instruction from God as I was thinking about this new assignment I suddenly realized that I had developed a narrow definition of what a new thing meant to me a new thing basically meant a new way of doing an old thing you see my the place my mind had initially jumped to when this verse came to me was me thinking that it was relating to a new opportunity in an existing part of my life, like in a, in a part of my life where I was already active. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes God does that, right? But in this case, God wanted to broaden my definition to include an absolute new horizon. So here I am starting a new thing in a new way, in a new place that is completely outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> I never would have imagined this. In any case, now I have two options in front of me. I could easily, you know, try to resist this and pretend not to have heard God or insist that it's not me, it's not my thing, it's not, I'm not the person for it. Or on the other hand, I could obediently step into what I know for a fact he wants me to do and allow him carry me through it. Well, now that I'm speaking, you know which path I'm trying to be on. But this whole experience reminded me about my early days of motherhood. And I was able to draw parallels between both situations. 
you know how they say hindsight is 2020? <laughs> now I look back and I think about how much unnecessary stress I caused myself. I realized that earlier on, I had spent so much time resisting rather than embracing my new life. So this is what it was. I'm just going to explain how that happened. I was hell-bent on ensuring that my life should run like it used to before I had a baby. So I had structure. I had a to-do list. I knew what I was going to do. I knew how much time I was going to allocate to each task that needed to be done. I knew when. So here comes baby and all of that structure goes right out the window. <laughs> so every day I would wake up with my expectations of how the day should go. And I would end up so frustrated by the end of the day because my days were a blur. My best laid plans and everything, all my nicely crafted to-do lists were just a joke to my baby. My entire day was his to control, essentially. So it took me the longest time to embrace the fact that a new chapter of my life had begun and it required new strategies and a new attitude. So I needed to let go of that expectation that I could handle this new phase with my old tools, basically with my old habits or my old way of life. And because I was struggling so much, it, it basically felt like I was trying to force a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, <laughs> those were interesting times. I'm glad that I can look back now and speak about them in the past tense. But I learned that a huge part of the mental burdens that we bear is expecting old things to work in new seasons. Imagine getting rid of that weight, shedding that mental burden, how freeing and how liberating it would be. So I'm going to say it again in case it wasn't clear the first time. Entering into motherhood is a new season and transitioning or welcoming additional children is an entirely new season, even for a mom. I haven't personally experienced that, but I have friends who have told me this. And so we need to give ourselves more grace. The thing about new seasons is this. It's uncharted territory. And in most cases, you cannot tell for sure what the outcome will be. You can't tell the future. None of us can, right? But that's where the beauty lies. Because in the midst of it, that's where we find our adventure. Things keep unfolding as you go along the ride. And so your willingness to embrace the curveballs and the unexpected is where you find enjoyment. At least that's how I see it. But more importantly, if God's in it, then you know you're not venturing out alone. And that's encouraging for me. And I know that children are a blessing from the Lord. So if God gave me this child, then he's with me trying to raise the child and trying to figure out life as a mom with this new level of responsibility that he has given me. And I'm encouraged by the fact that I know that I'm not trying to figure it out all on my own. And I'm excited to see where the growth takes me. Anyway, in the midst of trying to make sense of all of this, I go to Bible study one evening and the story of Naaman comes up. I think he gives a good example of how holding on to your expectations can mess things up. If you're interested, the full story is in 2 Kings chapter 5. But the summary is this. Naaman is this big shot military guy who, you know, is unfortunately suffering from leprosy. But then he learns that there's a prophet named Elisha who could help him get healed. What he does is he gets 
you know, his entourage, travels with gifts and all of that stuff to Elisha. Now, Elisha doesn't as much as come out to personally greet him. Rather, he sends a servant to him to tell him to go get himself washed in the Jordan um, seven times. So imagine his disappointment because he was expecting some kind of, you know, complexly complicated process to get his healing. And never in his mind, never in his wildest dreams, did he think that getting his healing involved just going to dip himself in some dirty water seven times. So he makes to leave, but then um, one of the people with him advises him to just go ahead and follow through with the instruction. Because if it were, if he had been asked to do something more difficult, he was willing to do it. So why not just give this a try and see? And that's how he eventually gets his healing. And I, I think a lot of times it's like that with me as well. You know, it's easy to be so stuck on our expectations that we run the risk of missing out on certain things. So my note to self, you know, from all of this, what I'm telling myself is this. Open up your heart and your hands and make room for the new. Release yourself and don't restrict yourself to what your expectations look like. Um, I hope that this speaks to someone else too. And, you know, I hope this helps someone shed their unnecessary mental burden that they are carrying about and help someone is able to listen to this and think about what they are stuck on rather than seeing what's new thing god has out there thank you for listening and please come back for the next episode (laughs) ciao